Busy Daz, what's going on? We got Mike Power on this week, and we're talking about the topic of crushing your fear. Guys, Mike goes through his story, tells a little bit about what he went through growing up, how he became a man, then he became a father, then he had a career, a brewery, lost it all, living in his brewery for a little bit, and all those different things. So much fear was going on with Mike as he went through all these different points in his time. Fear now, even as well, uh, be having a fiance, getting into that and marriage again. And guys, I'm telling you what, crushing your fear, Mike is a badass about this. So listen in right now to the Purpose Infused Brotherhood, and you are going to get some tools, tips, and tactics so that way you can crush that fear and be that badass fit dad on purpose and on fire. Gentlemen. Welcome to the Purpose Infused Brotherhood, the podcast where men come to build, battle, and bond together and be the best versions of themselves. If you're a man who's ever felt out of alignment with his purpose, then you're in the right place to reignite the fire and infuse male purpose into your life every single day. And now your hosts, John Doe and Clay Smeltzer. What is going on, everybody? We are here with Mike Power. Man, I'm telling you what, he is a powerhouse. Yes, I did a little pun there, too. (laughs) (laughs) Tried that out for once. But we're going to be talking about crushing your fear. And I tell you what, Mike has a great story. Uh, He helps people crush their fear every single day, all the time, to be a man that's on purpose and on fire. So we're going to spend about 30 to 45 minutes here. Mike's going to give you the top three ways to crush your fear, too, as that busy dad. And uh, we're going to get into that. He's a dad himself, so he knows how it is. So, John, say what's up. How you doing? Introduce Mike for us. Man, I'm doing well. Doing well this week. Things are going good. And uh, super excited to have Mike on here and, and ready to roll into this. So, we got Mike Power. He's number one best-selling author, speaker, and host of Crushing Your Fear podcast. He's also an entrepreneur who started multiple revenue-generating companies, both in the U.S. and Europe. He's learned to conquer fear through leaving the past behind learning from it and adopting gratitude and positive outlook for the future. That's a good mix, no matter what you're doing, I think. Mm -hmm. So, and on, on that podcast, Mike and his guests, they like to, you know, find and explore different areas in society to flush out manipulation and empower you to overcome fear and give you the tools to do it. So Mike on our, we always like to start out with a win for the week, go ahead and share one with us and, and roll on and tell us a little bit about yourself. No, I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm I'm honored to be on your uh your show here. Um a win. I'm you know, I'm the host of the Crushing Your Fear podcast, but um one of the things about fear is, you know, setting goals for yourself and and the future. And um I'm also d- doing some real estate um you know, I got my real estate license and uh you know, I have some partnerships that I've developed in in Florida actually in the Fort Myers area where okay. the hurricane came through. It just, mm-hmm. it wiped out a lot of stuff. I went to go visit it last week and it's total devastation still. It's just wow. like, everybody's just standing around, just moving garbage all over the place. It's ridiculous. Wow. But we're trying to partner with, um, you know, investors, but also we have realtors, uh, mortgage brokers down there uh, and construction people who are looking at these homes that are available and then we're going in, we're renovating them. So there's a huge opportunity there for, you know, a return on your investment, but also yeah. helps the community too. It gets the community back in order. Awesome. So that's a huge win for me this week. 
Heck yeah, man. That's super yeah. awesome, man. That's, that's so cool just to be able to help and give to your communities and stuff like that too. Uh, plus, and I can say you're in New York, but being down there in Florida and stuff like that too, being able to just help uh, where you're at and also uh, create that income to help even more. I think that's one of the big things too. So yeah. Um, well, we appreciate you being on here. Like I said, I said the, the Crushing Your Fear podcast, what you do and your best-selling author in the book, um, just just amazing stuff there because fear runs us so much. You know, there's so many things as we grow up and things like that that we don't do because of fear. Um, whether it's fear of failure, fear of success, fear of whatever it else it is, um, or, or or like the ten major fears. Uh, I know there's a whole bunch of stuff out there like that. But um, what I want you to do is just kind of give give our listeners a little background from and uh, from birth till now in like two minutes. <laughs> he All loves right, that part, by the way. <laughs> I do love this part. Let's see. This is the challenge. This is the brotherhood, uh, the purpose of Fuse Brotherhood podcast challenge. Can you can you just narrow your life down into two minutes? <laughs> so yeah, we got a lot, a lot of stuff going on. So I was born in uh, you know in New York, and uh, to uh, I'm first generation. I have two Italian parents, and um, you know my dad had um, you know his father died when he was like 15, so he became the man of the family. And I, I'm sure he experienced a lot of fear. Uh, and, you know, his approach to life was just, you know, you know, a really strong work, work ethic, uh, which he, he tried to instill in us as, as children as well. And he became an entrepreneur. He set up his own business and, um, you know, he provided for his family. He passed away last year, but, um, you know, my mom is still around. Um, and, you know, fast forward, you know, college and, uh, uh, I did meet somebody in, in, in college and, you know, we, uh, we were together for quite a while and then we got married and I, know, I was like 24, she was like 23 and, you know, I got married at a young age and, and we were kind of together for, for about 10 years. And then that was divorce. Number one, it didn't work out. Um, there were no kids, thankfully, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, I had to figure out, okay, I, you know, I never expected thought I was going to get divorced. So I had to figure it out and, and move forward. And, you know, it's just, a, it's just kind of in the works and it's, it's in a plan that God has you for you. You know, you wonder why these things happen, mm -hmm. but then after a while you're like, well, that was probably the best thing that, that could happen to me at the time. So that moved along. And then I found my, my second wife. Okay. And, um, you know, we, we, we got together and I moved in with her and, you know, we, we ended up going to Europe and we had three beautiful daughters together. Uh, we had two girls in, in, in England and then the third one back here in New Hampshire. We were in New Hampshire. I'm a CPA as well. So it allowed me to, um, you know, just, you know, generate the income to do these things. And um, I eventually ended up in New Hampshire as a director of audit. And um, uh, what I was supposed to do there was put on hold for like about three years. So I was like bored, you know, I'm kind of like the, I just got to keep moving. I got to keep yeah. thinking. I, I don't know. It was just the entrepreneurial thing in me. It's just like, I can't just sit in the cube yeah. for three years. So um, I started dabbling in uh, home brewing and then I decided to set up my own brewery. So I started my own brewery. We had uh, two distributors. We were widely distributed in the state of New Hampshire Um and I also did consulting on the side for, you know, as a CPA and uh, had the wife there. And then we ran into a lot of financial difficulties. Um, the amount of breweries in New Hampshire quintupled in like two years. Mm. So my, you know, my, um, my competition grew by like five times and 
distributors were going away and, and prices were being squeezed and my margins were being squeezed. And then uh, the financial pressure was, was uh, so great that she just took the kids and left. She just left, came back to New York. So I was there, you know, no house, uh, no family, yeah. uh, and ended up on an air mattress in my strip mall in the brewery. And uh, that's where I lived. I went to, you know, Planet Fitness to shower. And then I lived there for about a year try to figure out what the heck was going on with my life. And, um, um, and then I, I had a lot of pressure. I had, uh, you know, I had, had banks that, that wanted their money. I had a landlord who wanted the rent for, for the business. And then I had, uh, you know, now I have child support to pay. So, and not a lot, a lot of money coming in. So, mm -hmm. uh, I developed this like stress induced eczema all over me, right. It, it manifested physically. And then I was talking to people. I was like, you know, yeah, stress induced eczema. That's, you know, I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah, that's not normal. That's not a normal thing. <laughs> so I went to a dermatologist like one time, you know, we she gave me some cream. Second time, I'm like, this stuff is not going away. Third time, she's like, all right, let's do a biopsy. And then she she diagnosed it was stress induced eczema. I had so much stress on me that this stuff was coming out. Mm -hmm. So I had two choices. I could either go into a corner and just say, okay, my life's over. I'm just gonna be an eczema dude. <laughs> or I can get up and start, you know, and, and figure out what happened and then just get up, you know, dust myself off and move forward. You know, and I started listening. We were talking about uh, Andy Frisilla, Ed Milet listening to podcasts, reading books, you know, I, I, I did a marathon like the first year. It's like I set a goal, did the marathon. Now I do a marathon every year. I do it for American Cancer Society. Mm -hmm. I just did the Dublin marathon. That was a couple months ago uh, in Dublin, Ireland. So I raised about, I don't know, $3,000 for American Cancer Society. Um, and, and, you know, from my stress induced eczema and, and all that fear that was kind of, coming my way i said well like look i can do a podcast on this i used to do a, a beer podcast craft beer storm which is pretty popular and they're still downloading it today i got to revisit that but um i started the crushing your fear podcast and we have guests on that explain you know what their fears are and how they've overcome them and if i can you know if i can help somebody with with this podcast you know i'm good if i can have one person i'm okay but i'm looking to help a, a lot of people yeah uh, we, I just issued the book, you know, the, the, the best-selling uh, book on Amazon. Uh, it's called Crushing Your Fear, and it goes through the topics. It has about 12 chapters, and we go through different topics like what other people think, fear of what other people think, fear in relationships, fear in family, fear in education, uh, medical profession, right? Fear, fear. <laughs> That's been huge for the past two years, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, fear in government, right? You have all this tyrannical Nobody stuff has going on. Your government, <laughs> it, it, you know. And then we talked about China, and we talked about Russia and Nazi Germany, and all that stuff. And we see similarities in what's going mm -hmm. on, you know. So, you know, I don't want to be canceled. I don't want this podcast to be canceled. So <laughs> stop good. right there. But you know, if you want to talk to me, Michael at crushingyourfear.com, we can have a nice conversation. <laughs> But it's just to make people aware that there is fear pervasive within yep. society and you do or you don't do something. Basically, it pretty much gets down to like, I'm scared. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's fear. 100%. So um, I'm just trying to help people be become more aware of it. You know, yep. fear could be anxiety, it could be stress, it could be anything, you know, like so that 
It's just something that exists in our daily lives that we're really not paying attention to it. And it's yes. kind of guiding us in different ways where we're not really um, standing up and, and addressing that fear. Gentlemen, we interrupt the episode here real quick just to tell you about the 3M Fit Dad system. And if you're a busy dad out there who is you're looking in a mirror and you're like, man, I got this dad belly here. You know you put on some extra weight and you want to lose that dad belly and that weight. That's what the 3M Fit Dad system is for. So help you shed those pounds, lose that weight. I know there's a bunch of different questions and things that guys have about nutrition, workouts. How do I do this? How do I do that? And listen, the 3M Fit Dad system is all there. It is a tailored system towards you to meet your goals, meet what you need to take care of your body. When you take care of your body, your mind works better. And when your mind works better and your body works better and you're looking at a mirror going, dude, man, like I put the work in, I earned this. I feel great. That confidence boosts up and you are a better man for yourself and a better man for your family. So if you are interested in the 3M Fit Dad system, lose some of that some of that weight and lose some of that dad belly that you got going on you don't like, then this is definitely the system for you. Just reach out to us, Clay, at PurposeInfusedBrotherhood.com. Any of our social medias, just DM us uh, through the podcast here too. We want you to know, let you know about that 3M Fit Dad system. You can get on the wait list. We are not open yet, but we are going to be in a ton of interest already. So just want to get you on that wait list as a podcast listener so that you have that information first. Yeah, hundred percent. That's kind of my life, and and now I'm on your podcast. That's my life. Yes, that's good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We're we're glad to have you here because it, it is. It really is. You know, fear has held me back for so long. Um, you know, I spent 15 years of my life not telling people uh, about the level of anxiety I had because of fear. You know, we talked about that on your podcast episode. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it it's it's something that can just crush you. But we wanna we we don't want fear to crush us. We want to crush fear itself. And that's why I love crushing fear because um, that's it's so true. We have to do that. We have to step through that. We have to take it on. Uh, and it, we literally, we have to punch it back in his face. You know what I mean? Because it's going to it's gonna punch at us. So what I wanted to do is I kind of wanted to jump into it. Uh, so you said there's 12 levels of fear in your book, right? Or not levels, but different 12 fears, right? Area. Yeah. Different chapters, different areas, you know, that I could have expanded, you know, maybe we'll do volume two or something like that, yeah. because there's a lot of different, you know, so just the major points in society um, yeah. where there's pervasive fear. Yeah. Let's, I wanted to dive into, cause I, I'm super interested in this. Uh, and again, there's, there's different things too. And I'll just be very honest. Anxiety is one of those things in fear. Like I'm going down to Atlanta to see John and stuff like that. Well, I have fear based upon that, based upon other travels I've had and things like that. So it's kind of looking at that story that we tell ourselves, retweaking that, things like that, pushing out the old story, putting in a new story, things like that. So those are things that we work on. We all have it. You know, if we sit here and say, hey, we're fear free. No, it comes up. But what do we do with it? What actions do we take with it? Are there three areas? So when we're talking about the busy man, uh, we're talking about, hey, we're talking about your body, getting your body right. We're talking about get your mind right. We're talking about get your family right. Are there three categories in there? I'd like to jump into three of those categories in there that would be really tailored towards that man that we can just dive into. What would be like the number one thing that you say, hey, this is what I see in men a lot. This is the biggest fear in 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 those 12 that you have in your book. Yeah, the first one I would say is is a man taking control of himself and, and not being selfish, but but being um, self 
focused, right? You have to get yourself strong before you help others. That's what it is, yes. right? And I was not strong. I was not strong. I can admit it. You know, I've had a lot of faults. I kind of relied on other people to do stuff or tell me what to do when I had to really, you know, step up and, and take control of my life. And, you know, that's the only way you can be. And you have to be an example, like for your kids. That's the only way you're going to do it. Like I do 75 hour. I'm on day nine now, eight or nine. I don't know. Awesome. Good for you. <laughs> it's a blur of 75 hard. Uh, and if, if, you know, gentlemen or whoever who's listening, if you mm -hmm. want to get your life in order, get on that program, check it out. Yep. 75hard.com. Andy Priscilla put it out. This is my fourth uh, go around of 75 hard. Mm. And every time I do it, it's just, you know, gets more clarity. Yep. A lot more stuff happens and it just gets yourself in a good spot. So you got to get yourself in, 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 uh, in a good, good shape. Uh, and then the second thing I would say is the five areas I say, you know, the faith, family, fitness, finances, and then I say future. Future is kind of overarching. These are your goals, right? What do you want to do with your life? Just don't say, I want to make a lot of money, right? That doesn't mean anything. You got to put a dollar value to that. You got to say, I want to make a million dollars by 2025. Okay, fine. You want to do that. How do you work backwards from there? What, do you, what, are, your, what are your milestones? What are you going to do to make that money, right? You want to make a million dollars. What are you going to do? What do you do now? Do you have any ideas? Do you want to start a side hustle, you know, to try an idea out? Uh, do you really hate your job? You got to get out of there, right? Mm -hmm. If you're going through the motions, you know, and, um, you know, looking at, you know, just going, getting home, you know, cracking open some beers and watching Netflix <laughs> and that's like your evening. You got to stop doing that because yeah. that's not really helping you move the needle forward. You got to really just say, okay, I want to do this. Say if you have a side hustle, okay, I'm going to do, I have an idea for, I did a brewery, right? <laughs> but right. I did, I created that brewery and I got two distributors and I went, I went all over the state, right? So I, I was successful right. when I did that. So, but that took planning, that took like a goal, that took, you know, fortitude and just sticking, sticking with it, right? Um, so, you have a goal, set the goal, but figure out how to get there. And you have to want yeah. to break it down into different things. Um, the third thing is I have the five whys too. Like if you, you can get to, there's a problem in your life, right? Or there's something you want to do or not do. And you have to kind of drill down and keep asking yourself why. Get to that mm -hmm. root cause or root. Uh, why do you want to do something? Or if you fear something, you know, I, I, I apply it to fear. Like, why do you fear it, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, I don't want to, um, you know, um, uh, whatever, you know, I like, I, I, I want to get, I want to buy this house, like, but I can't afford it. Why do you want to buy the house? All right. I want to buy to to help my wife and, and make her feel happy about me that I'm a man. Yeah. But she can't afford it. Why do, why do you want to make her happy? Yeah. Well, you know, I want to make my other friends happy. So if they're happy, she's happy. And, and then, then I'll be happy. And then well, why do you want to make these other friends happy? You know, and you can keep going down yeah. to the, you know, and, and usually the, the last why is like, I'm scared. Yeah. I'm scared I won't be accepted into their community. Mm -hmm. So if I don't buy this big house, I will be, you know, I won't be accepted into the community. My wife's going to be pissed off at me. The friends are not going to like her and the whole thing's going to be a mess. 
right? It's so like peeling. Creating. It's like peeling an onion. You got to get to that center part, and you're like, damn. But then that's where the you got to get there. You know, yeah. you got to get to that center part. So I would say the third thing is to ask those five whys. You know, and, and really get to the root of, of why you're doing or not doing something, and see. Most of the time, look, you know, like other people, what other people think is a huge fear, right? A mm -hmm. huge fear that that you can act or not act. And, you know, Gary Vee said it the, the best. You know, he said, you know, we spend a lot of time acquiring stuff we really don't want to impress people we really don't like. Correct. That's what it is pretty much. That's what do we know? do. Yeah. That's what it is. Yep. So you overextend yourself, you get credit cards, and then you find yourself in a hole and you're like, well, what the heck did I do? And then you're trapped. Mm -hmm. So you really got to look at that and just get to that root cause, yep. root why. Well, then you start the cycle. I mean, then the cycle starts all over again. And so you got the house and then, oh, well, we got to have the car or we got to, it's like playing to the Joneses and it's like, you know. Uh, it's yeah. just a, it's just you got, a, you got the house. So we got to have a beamer in the driveway. Otherwise, yeah. you know, what are we going to get a Honda and put it in the driveway? <laughs> How are we going to look to others? Yeah. And that that's what God I forbid, right? Correct. Correct. I, I love this scenario that you put out there. Be, um, talking about like, we had to get this for, you know, the house for the wife and then this because of the friends and then this. And when we think about it, every single one of us listening to this has probably done that throughout our life, whether it was with a wife or with a house like in high school, we've done it. In college, we most definitely did it. When you when you look at in your twenties and stuff like that, thirties, we've all done it. You know, with your kids, we've done it. And it's just crazy. As you were sitting there talking, I'm going, "Oh man, it's so true." Like when you hear it out loud, you're like, "That's just sounds stupid." <laughs> you know what I mean? It but does. But it, it's when not, you're in it, you're it like, too. "It makes sense." Like this is what we're doing. But, I've done it too. Yeah. Let's take a massive trip. Hey, I have, you know, I was like in Europe. I'm like, let's go on. Uh, we'll, we'll take one week and we'll go to the Club Med in Southern Italy. And then the next week we're going to go on a cruise in the in the Mediterranean. So like, why not? Right. So we right. spent a shitload of money doing these things for two weeks where it's like, all right. And maybe it was because to impress other people. Like, oh, where are you? Oh, we're on a cruise in the Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. You know, and you think about it. And like I just I squandered all that money when I kind of could have probably invested it in something, correct? Yeah. And 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 accumulated it over time. Yeah. One of I mean, one of the I areas that we find, that, yeah, for sure. <laughs> one of the areas we find that you as a lot that people deal with is the fear of inadequacy. You know, not mm -hmm. feeling good enough. You're not feeling you know that you are are worthy of. It. What is good what enough? You, got and you have what it takes. Else? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you have to uh, be happy with yourself. And it, and if you do, if you really feel that you're doing the best that you can based on what you have, then you're okay. You know, I mean, um, if you, you have that voice inside you and it's going to tell you whether you're doing, you know, the most you can do or, um, you know, not doing the best you can, you know, and you got to listen to that voice. Um, um you know, if you if you plan to go to the gym in the morning and then you hit the snooze button and you roll over, oh, I ran out of time. I can't go to the gym. Mm -hmm. Then you made that decision. Right. Cool. And and that's inadequacy. That's not good enough. Right. You you know, you should have went to the gym. It's going to make you feel better. Mm -hmm. And all it does is just get, you know, figure out tactics on how to get you to the gym. You know, like when that alarm goes off to say, I'm getting up, get up, have your shoes there, put your shoes on, get out the door and go to the gym. Yeah. You know, and just get it done. Don't don't allow yourself the time to like, oh, I don't know. You know, that's that's not 
that's not adequate, though. <laughs> no, no. And, and that's, this is where it comes your, back that's to, in your control. Yeah, 100%. And this is where it comes back to we always talk about commitment. And and one of the things that we're good at doing as men is, you know, we would have, so going back to, let me, let me jump back to the fear to take control of self. Okay. Uh, because a lot of times, you know, what you said in there was so true is that a lot of guys like, well, if I put myself first, that means I'm being selfish. And what you said is, and I've heard this phrase before and when I was younger, and I was like, oh, well, that sounds great, but uh, whatever, is you have to be selfish in order to be selfless. And when we look at that, you can't take – and again, the, it's cliche to say, hey, the oxygen mask on an airplane, put it on you first and then your kids. But it's cliche because it works. Like it's the truth. Like and whether you like it or not, if you don't put the oxygen mask on yourself, your kids are dead and so are you. Like – so put it on yourself first, and when you're a better person and your cup is overflowing, that means you're better for everybody else. And I think this is one of the things like in our society we have taught or been taught as men to provide and protect. When it comes to commitment, we will sacrifice ourselves for the sake of commitment to everyone else. But we, in that sacrifice to ourselves, we are breaking the commitments we made to ourselves. And every time we break a commitment to ourselves, we're saying, hey, you, self, I can't trust you. And so what's your take on that? What's your take on that 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 fear of commitment? Yeah, any commitment, you know, people probably they're scared. You know, they don't want to do the hard stuff. People want to do the easy stuff, you know, like they make excuses. You know, Ryan says it in Apex, you know, F your excuses, right? Um you got to commit to yourself first and get yourself stronger. Like you're saying about the club cup overflowing. That's the only way you're going to help others. If you're strong, right? If you build, if you build a house on sand, the mushy sand, right? A mushy, mushy dad, the house is going to sink. You need to build it on some solid foundation. So you got to get yourself stronger. Right. And it's got to be like no negotiable, like this is what dad's doing. He's getting up from six o'clock to seven o'clock. He's going to uh, the gym. Okay, I will see you at seven. You know, or if that doesn't work, make it five to six. Get up an hour earlier, and that's your time. And you can do your time to commit to get yourself stronger. I do. You know, I get up at five. I do meditation. I do visioning. I have a, mm -hmm. a folder on my phone. Like instead of a vision board, I have a vision folder, and I put stuff in there, like a condo I want to buy on the beach. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I have my kids. I have now. I'm, I have two divorces, but I, I have another fiance. So here we go again. Number three. So I, I heard third her, time's a charm, then, though. So you're good. You're good, Mike. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, God. All right. So, but, you know, um, what you want to see in your future and, and commit to it, you know, commit to what you want to see in your future and commit to doing the work. The only way you're going to get to do get somewhere or get ahead is committing to do the work on yourself, getting yourself better so that people can look at you as a role model, right? Yes. They can look at you as a role model. Kids, you can tell kids all you, you want, what you want them to do. But if they see you doing the opposite, yeah. like make sure you don't drink and you're like have martinis like every night or something like that or, <laughs> or smoking or whatever. Don't never smoke. And then you're like smoking cigars or whatever every night. Like kids like, see that and they're yeah. going to do as you do, not as you say. So you got to be the role model. And, you know, that's the way you get your, your family stronger. And also your wife will respect you more. If right. you say, look, I'm going to do this. This is what I'm doing. You know, you say he's a man of, of com you know, commitment. Right. 
right? And mm-hmm. he, he, you know, I can rely on him. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest things. Like, uh, uh, if you want your relation to be strong or be a man on a mission, you know what I mean? Uh, and whether it, that's with your wife or with your kids or your career, a man on a mission is a man on a mission. People look at that and go, damn, okay, you got going on, you know? And that's where it's like, for you, not necessarily whatever roles that you play in your house or was what you play. For me, my relationship with my wife now, again, I'm in the same boat as you, Mike. I got two divorces and three marriages. So like my third, <laughs> my wife now, and I, here's the thing about our relationship now. And, and we'll get, I want to get into this because the men who go through breakup divorce, a man gives his full heart when he commits and when it's broken sucks and it's really tough. Mm-hmm. So we, I want to get yeah. into this next, but like, the thing with my wife and I's relationship is I've learned so much from the other two have moved past that fear. I believe in love so much that it pushes me past that fear. And the cool thing is, is like my wife and I were hundred percent, hundred percent in a relationship. It's not a 50, 50 thing. Like it's a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, you know, like we were talking about this the other day, like, you know, doing things around a house and some people were like, well, my, like a, a woman does, not like they calculate to what they should get paid per hour for what they do around a house versus a man and stuff like that. And I'm like, ah, that's actually pretty neat. But I'm, she's like, that doesn't work in our house. Cause we both do the same, you know, maybe when it comes to cat litter. Um, but you know, that's, that's pretty much it. But like, it's a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And what I love about our relationship is like, my wife doesn't need me. Like, and some people would be like, Oh, as a man, how am I going to do it? Like, she don't need me. Like she, she could take care of herself. Like, She's like, yeah, she go get it. And if I wasn't here, she'd be badass anyways. You know what I mean? But it's the same for me. Like, I don't need my wife. She knows that I don't need her. Like, we just enjoy being with each other. And that's what makes it so yeah. much different and so much special. Uh, and this creates this immense amount of love and respect. Um, and I respect that woman like nobody's freaking business because that's what it is. You know what I mean? But when she – like, when I see her on a mission – like she's on a mission right now. And I'm like, dude, that's fucking awesome. Like, that's cool. It's excitement. When she sees me on a mission, boom, that's it. When you go to work, if you're a leader at your work and you're on a mission, dude, your people know it who are leader. Like, dude, let's go. Let's get this thing. You know, nobody wants to go to war with somebody who's like, okay, um, we're going to go to war today. Um, we might die. And like, no, we're like, let's go. Today's the fight. Let's go kick some fucking people in the face. Let's go. You know, like <laughs> nobody's going to follow a football coach. Like my dad was our football coach and the, the he broke clipboards over his head. And we we're like, yeah, so let's charge <laughs> the field. We didn't, we, you know, if you had a football coach, I was like, you know what? We're going to go out. We're going to, you know, we're going to tackle him today. We're going to get him, guys. And we're going to be like, what? <laughs> like, let's go play patty cake or something. Like, oh, we'll be out hugging everybody on the field, you know, but you want that energy and that mission that vision that journey that yeah like you're going after it and i think that's one of the things that's very very important that our men and listeners understand is what you just said you got to be a man on a mission you got to have that vision you got to have that commitment to yourself and keep the damn commitment uh and that's so important so love what you said there mike i do want to get into what was your like so you you're divorced twice I'm divorced twice. Like hmm. there's fear around love. When a guy gives his like when I gave when I committed to marriage, I gave myself fully, my heart fully, my mind fully, everything. Because I believed in that. 
when I when it was done, no matter whether it's like, hey, at that point, like my first one, I was I was blindsided. My second one, I was like, thank God. Um, you know, my third, you know, my third, you know, it was just bad. It just was <laughs> it was bad from the beginning. Like that, like my son, oh, awesome. But like when you look back at it, you're just like that, like that just shouldn't have been a relationship. You know what I mean? And uh, either one of us would say that, like, you know, mm. it's like, it just wasn't going to work for anyways. And I don't right. know why, it, like why it did. But so when we look at that, that hurt still hurts. You know, when we look at it, it, so I want you to kind of dive into that because I think it's very important, especially even if you're in a relationship and you're married and you haven't been divorced, when hurt occurs within your relationship, fear comes with it of that hurt happening again. So I kind of want to like kind of dive into that and like, where were you at? Like, what did you feel? Like you're getting married again, man. You obviously have some fear probably, but what's pushing you past that? How have you felt before? Things like that. So let's dive into it. Yeah, but I think I learned whatever question. I'm like you. I I learned um, from the last two marriages what to do and what not to do. And um, it does, it crushes you when, when the thing ends, you know, like I didn't expect this. I got married to you forever and now it's over. And the the first one, it's probably better. It happened. um, uh, Cause she she was more controlling. Like if you got a spouse that's controlling and like tells you what to do, not that you shouldn't listen to her, but like you got to have your boundaries, you know, boundaries yeah. are very important and men have to have their boundaries and women have to have their boundaries as well. They're like, if I cross your boundaries, you got to tell me like, look, buddy. Yep. And I'll be like, all right, you're right. <laughs> and then the same thing, you know, boundaries are very important for, for, for two people. And there has to be an understanding in the beginning that, look, I got my stuff. You got your stuff. We're going to be together. We're going to have our stuff, you know, but, we got to take care of our own singular mm-hmm. stuff and, and, you know, we got to respect each other. That's the whole yeah. thing. It's got to be respectful. Um, I mean, the second marriage even crushed me even more because I had three, mm-hmm. three beautiful girls and I lost everything. I lost my house. I lost the family, you know, and I eventually lost the business because it just kept spiraling out of control. And, yeah. you know, the whole thing blew up and, and, um, you know, I, do I blame myself? Yeah. Taking responsibility too. This is what guys have to do and not blaming others. You take responsibility for every, everything is your fault. Yep. Right. Um, Jocko talks about it in the book, right? Yeah. Um, extreme extreme ownership. You need to take control and you need to say, okay, this is my fault. Like yep. if you drive somewhere and somebody hits you from behind, like in a car, like, well, I was there at that time. And if I wasn't there at that time, he wouldn't have hit me. Mm-hmm. That was my fault, right? So yep. you got to take ownership of, of all the things that happened to you and, and it's your fault. And then yep. what you do is learn from it. So you can't start blaming others. When you when you blame others, you give up control. 100%. You give up control. Yep. When you take ownership and you say, it's my fault, now you have that control and you can go forward, okay? So... I got into those two marriages. That was my fault. I married them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they left. All right. I, maybe I shouldn't have married them. That's my fault. Right. And also, you know, I you, you, also family is very important. You got to make sure you take care of family. A lot of people start their businesses and this is what we're doing. I, we talked about it briefly beforehand. I'm starting a you know group around professional dads. Mm-hmm. These are C-suite people, entrepreneurs, um, business owners, 
who are just focused on like their business and they just want to go forward and everything around them crumbles because they don't mm -hmm. pay attention to what's going on. 100%. You got to pay attention to your family as well. And there's got to be a balance, right? Yep. But you can still have your business and still go forward, but there's, there's got to be some kind of, you know, you know, people say this, you know, some people say, yeah, balance is BS, but there has to be some kind of give and take in life, you know, Correct. and you have to have some fun as well. So if you don't do that and you're rigid, um, then, you know, and you can throw, you think you throw money at things, throw money at your wife, throw money at the kids. It's not going to help. You got to be a dad. You got to step up, mm -hmm. be the father that they need, be the father that you, you wanted your father to be about that. Right. Yeah. Bang. Powerful. A lot of people think about that. I mean, be the father that you would want as a father. And that's where uh, men step up. And there's really not a lot of support system for men. Like men can't go into another guy's house and have a nice cry. Can't do that. <laughs> Women can go over. Hey, I got to come over give me a hug. Like men can't do that stuff. Although they do have emotions. We're human beings as well. But we got to understand where those emotions are coming from and how to deal with those things as yeah. well. 100%. And, and that's where the, that's what's so nice about the brotherhood is we build a community where guys can come and, and express how they actually feel. You know, no BS, no bullshit, no judgment, no sitting here and be like, oh, you're a puss. Like, you know, like, no, dude, you're hurting. Like, and that's where it's like, you know, is there times where we give tough love? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because we, we, talk, we talk in the sword version, you know, and, and, but is there time that we're there to support, care, love? Absolutely, man. When we get off our brotherhood every single time, we're like, dude, love you, man. Love you guys. Love you guys. It's, you can hear ping all around. And it's so cool because you have grown-ass, tough dudes being like, dude, I love you. Like, And yeah. that's something that's special because like, you ain't going to get a whole bunch of guys. Like, those guys may have never heard I love you from their dad. Some of them never heard that. You know, Some of them have kids, and they yeah. don't say I love you to their kids. You know, maybe, you know, I hope yeah. they do, because at this point in time, if you don't have a brother, I'm going to kick your ass. Like, go tell your <laughs> kids and your wife and your, sure. your spouse that you love them, you know. But, you know, when we look at that, we have all of these different dynamics to be that tough guy, you know, and that tough guy, uh, that tough guy yeah. is actually shredded in fear, is built in fear, you know. And the yeah. more for me, the more I played the tough guy, and the more I played the, the Joker, wore those two masks, the more I was emotionally insecure the more I was fearful. And that's where I had to yeah. understand, like I had to break that fear. I had to crush that fear. I wanted to come back to something that you said. Um, lots of times we get this. Well, I have a family, so I can't chase my dreams. What's your thoughts? No, you have a family. Okay. But then you have dreams as well. So you have to sit down with your family and say, look guys, you know, um, you know, I'm glad everybody's happy here, but I'm not because <laughs> I'm not living my dream. And I need support on this. I need you to support me on this, you know? And, and, and I think in the end, when this dream becomes reality, everybody's going to benefit, you know? And, you know, I love you and I know you love me and I just, I need your help, yeah. you know, and just have the, the conversation with them and just, you know, right. and, and maybe sometimes uh, maybe the wife might freak out and maybe she's not the right partner for you. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Be miserable for the rest of your life, right? Correct. But then that's the control thing. Like, she's controlling you, and that's not good. Yeah. It could be vice versa, right? It could yep. be the guy controlling a woman. A woman wants to go out and start her own business, and he's like, no, you need to be home with the kids. Yep. 
Like that's BS, right? Mm -hmm. She wants to do what she wants to do and you got to respect her. And that's where respect comes in. One of the other things I want to talk about, you know, when you were talking about, you know, emotions, I mean, I went to a a retreat, a weekend retreat, and that was after the whole disaster, you know, the second wife and, you know, warriors like Indian warriors or warriors, when they, when they came back from a battle, there was so much grief. They got all together in a circle and they just started crying. They started talking about what was on there. Uh, you know, it, it was just like a, I don't know what they called it, but we did it. Yeah. And all these guys were bawling because there's no outlet for them. Correct. They were, and warriors do this in the past, but you got to get this stuff out in order to be stronger, right? Yes. You can't yes. keep the stuff in you. And a lot of problems, people have a lot of baggage from the youth, you know, from the past that they keep. You got to clean that closet out in order to put good stuff in, right? You got to yep. get all that junk out so you can put good stuff in. So that's, that's uh, you know, having emotions and doing that as a man, that, that should be part of, you know, becoming a stronger 100%, 100%. man. 100%. And to touch on what you were saying there earlier, Clay, was, you know, like Ed Milet pointed out when, when he did his book, you know, The Power of One More, he said, you know, that one of the most insidious forms of child abuse is a parent that doesn't chase their dreams. Mm-hmm. because yes. you're teaching your children I, not to chase their dreams mm-hmm. and i and i have to admit 100%. i was one that i was guilty of that for a long time myself you know what i mean put things on hold thinking you know oh i i can't chase my dreams because i gotta just work at this oh, job and oh. raise my kids and do this and do that and you know and it's like man when he said that it just hit me like a sledgehammer which he's very well at doing you know <laughs> and those things that will just tear you up but. he is he definitely is yeah i, I made posts like that saying that exact quote from him and people are just responded like 100 percent. you know yep it, yeah, it, it is you're not living to the best of your capacity to to, yep. to help your kids you know and you know, people that are hesitant with that stuff like they really want to do something else they don't want to be in this this lousy job that they have they get up they go to work and they come home and they're miserable and then the whole family's miserable because they're miserable yep. they need to change you know and yep. they, they have to have a conversation with their family and just say look I, I just i can't do this anymore i'm not going to abandon the family but i want to make the family stronger yes. so the only way we can do that is if i become stronger mom becomes stronger and you know we we can we can help everybody and yes. so it's it's you know dad might not be around as much as he wants to but but dad ha- understand that dad is doing this for you know, everybody, but also not neglecting your kids. You can't just right. like neglect right. them, cut them off and say, right. well, you ain't going to see dad till December. So <laughs> yeah. have a good birthday. And, you know, uh, I'll be back. You, know, you can't do that. Yeah. You know, you got to no. be in, in touch with your, your family and, but they have to understand and support you as you, so that you can support them. Yeah. hundred percent. Sure. And that's where it comes back to that man on a mission. You know what I mean? Your kids want to see that. And if you're not that man on a mission, you can be. And that's where it's like, you're not too old. You're not too, uh, this, you're not too uh, late. You're not too whatever, you know, you can have a badass body. You can have a badass mind and you can have a badass family. If that's what you want. Then you, you just got to put the things in place to go get it. Is it going to take some time? Yeah. Is it going to happen overnight? No. Like you got to understand you got to put the work into it, but if you want it bad enough and, and what that does is when you wake up every single day and when you picture that line on the ground, and you tell yourself, I will step over that and be the man that I was meant to be, and I'm going to leave it all in the field. You are showing up differently for yourself and your family. Do your kids see it? Your wife sees it? 
your community sees it, everybody sees it. And when you get consistent at that every single day, dude, I'm telling you what, like you are on fire. You are in your purpose. You are freaking living, uh, living, living the way you need to be. And the, then the real example, the real example, what you, what you should be. Um, so it's just, it's awesome. Um, Mike, we got time wise, man, I mean, you keep going forever. Um, <laughs> but what are your three, we want to get to the three tools that you can crush your fear. So what would you say those three tools are to help men crush their fear? What would be those tactics or tools that they could use? Yeah, I would say uh, just to recap on what I, what I mentioned before, get yourself in, in shape, you know, um, get yourself in a good, good, you got to get yourself good mentally and physically, right? Um, and become better yourself. Don't worry about other people. Worry about yourself first and get yourself in a good space. Um, you know, the, the second thing is how do you do that? You do it through your five Fs, right? Faith, family, fitness, finances. Uh, in each area, look at how you're going to attack each area and how to get better in each area, right? Faith is number one. You got to believe in a higher power. Um, and that's, that's through all kinds of programs, right? You got to believe in something that it will, it will get you there. Right. Um, and then also the, the last tool is the five whys. Just keep asking yourself why, um, why you, why do you have this fear? You know, what's the real reason? Why are you doing something Mm -hmm. that you know you shouldn't be doing, you know, and then within five whys, you, you'll get to the root cause. And mm-hmm. it will be because, you know, I'm scared of what other, uh, that other person is going to think. And then yep. you have to take that and say, well, who cares what they think, really? I mean, are they paying my bills? Are they, nope. you know, they're not. They're just some person. Are they really going to matter five years from now? Probably not. Nope. So you have to just really ask yourself, you know, why? And yeah. uh, if you if you use those those three tools i think you know you'll you'll make big big strides but you you were talking about you know getting consistency but you know imagine getting yourself one percent better every day right Mm -hmm. just one percent yeah you know at the end of the year you're going to be 365 you're going to be four times better than your old self (laughs) yeah if you think about it that way so little steps each day what's going to move the needle just keep doing that some days you're going to fall off the wagon all right fine next day get back on correct Anything going forward. Hundred percent, man. Love it. Love, love it. it. Love, love it. it. Love it. Yes. So good. Ah, there are so many good things in there. Uh so let's go and do the quick hit QA. You got 10 questions, five seconds to answer each one. And uh okay. are you ready, Mike? Here we go. All right. John, number one. What's your favorite animal? Favorite animal, tiger. Yeah, like it. Work or play? Uh play. What's your favorite word? Um, favorite word? Um, crush. Yes. <laughs> Top book recommendation for our listeners. Um, so many books. <laughs> you, so many I'm books. going to say uh, "Crushing Your Fear" by Mike Power, but yeah, I think that's that's the one. Yes, the "Crushing Your Fear" by Mike Power <laughs> has everything in there. That, you know. Gotcha. Who's your hero? Hero right now, Donald Trump. Sorry. Oh, you're good. If that makes you squirmy. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> you're Truth. good. You're good. What is your deepest fear? Deepest fear, not not providing for my kids. If you could go back in time to change any part of your life, would you? 
yes, I've wasted a lot of time in my life, especially, you know, during the first marriage, I was in my twenties, right. That should have been a year of being a juggernaut. And imagine where I could be now, if I kind of knew what I do now yeah. then, but that's uh, what everybody, I guess. So. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, what do you wish you would have learned sooner? Learn sooner, more um, about, um, you know, concentrating on giving, giving rather than receiving, mm -hmm. right? Giving is so important because if you give, you know, what you, what you reap is what you sow. Yeah. Um, giving is, is just a hundred, it's just the, the way to go. Give, yeah. give, give, give. Nice. Do you prefer the soft cloud version or the sword version of the truth? Do you say that again? The soft. Do you like the soft cloud version of the truth or the sword version of the truth? Uh, sword. Yes. There's my sword people. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last one. What's your biggest strength? Biggest strength. I run marathons every year. Nice. That is. That, that is. takes a long time. You know, when you get to mile 13, you're like, fuck. But then I listen to Goggins. <laughs> Goggins is in my head. Yep. He's like, yeah, don't be a bitch. Yeah. You definitely want him to do here. this. Absolutely. Just listen to Goggins and then they'll get you through. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mike, where can people find you at, man? I, oh, I have my website, uh, crushingyourfear.com. Michael at crushingyourfear.com. Uh, you know, I have the podcasts on iTunes, uh, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Google Play. Um, you know, I'm on uh, Instagram, the real Michael Power at the real Michael Power. Um, I'm on Facebook, uh, Michael Power. So you want to reach out to me? I'd love to talk to you about anything. You know, we have podcasts. We have three a week. Um, you know, Monday and Friday, I just talk about different topics. And then the Wednesdays we have a guest on. And, uh, you know, I think we're on episode 197 now. No. So we're, you know, I'm, I've tripled down, I guess, since, I don't know, a couple of months ago. But yeah. we're, we're trying to increase that out there. But we just... You know, I love to just talk to people. If you got something, you know, we got some good. I got my book out. Go on Amazon. You can get the book. Um, you know, if you'd like to talk to me, like I said, Michael at CrushingFear.com. I'd love to talk to you. Heck yeah, man. And I would suggest go talk to Mike and uh, just get on there and just, just chat with him. Look at how you can actually take any of those fears. Uh, have him walk through that five whys with you. Uh, that is a great tactic. I use that as well. Uh, we get down to those different levels. You can really figure out, hey, what are you doing? Knock out and crush some of those limiting beliefs, crush that fear, and go kick some ass and be a man on purpose and on fire. So, Mike, appreciate you being here today, man. Absolutely. And, uh, you guys know that go re rate, review right below here. Uh, go share this out with one other person that you know is going to get something out. Pay it forward. Be that man that wakes up, crosses that line every single day, leaves it all in the field at the end of the day, and is a man that's on purpose and on fire. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. Have a great one, guys. We will see you Thank next you. week. Appreciate you guys. Yes, Thank sir. you.